0: Welcome to Sister Conversations with Ayana Blake, a healthy and safe space for women to collect inspirational tools, tips, and stories to become their best selves. Expect unfiltered truths and empowering strategies, along with compelling interviews and group discussions to become a more effective woman. Thank you for spending time with us today. Now let's jump into our daily dose of practical Sister Conversations. Hi, everyone. I am Ayana Blake, and this is Sister Conversations. Dr. Vicki Johnson is a sought-after speaker, author, mentor, chaplain, sisterhood advocate, living kidney donor, and a proud mom. Dr. Vicki is a graduate of Howard University, where she earned her Bachelor's of Arts degree in Broadcast Management. After HU, she received her ministry training from Calvary Bible Institute, Dominion University, and the CICA University and Seminary. For more than 35 years, Dr. Vicki has worked in music, sports, entertainment, and community advocacy. Dr. Vicky is a proud member of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated, the National Association of Black Female Executives in Music and Entertainment, and the National Association of Professional Women. Dr. Vicki is the Chief Executive Officer of Soul Wealth LLC, which is the parent company of Soul Wealth Academy. Her purpose is to help women rise above their current circumstances to boldly and confidently live an amazing life. As the author of 12 books, Dr. Vicki provides insight for women on their spiritual, mental, emotional, and relational well-being. Let's welcome Dr. Vicki Johnson. Thank you for coming.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so happy to be here today.
0: It's so good to have you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank thank you you. for the
1: opportunity.
0: Yes. Yes. I have been kind of um, in a healthy way stalking you. (laughs) (laughs) I've been following you for many years, um, hearing you on the radio. I am every woman uh, in the mornings on the way to school and just a blessing here recently. Of course, thankfully for social media, having the opportunity to know some of the same people and have those connections and like there she is. Oh, my gosh. Just checking out your stuff, listening to your ministry on YouTube and of course this week because I knew this was coming. I've just been all things Dr. Vicki. Oh, wow thank you. Yes. <laughs> and um, I'm just excited that the Lord has really given us an opportunity to have this moment. And and for my listeners to just really check you out. So thank you.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for the opportunity. I don't take it lightly. Every open door is a blessing to me. And I am discerning enough to know that, you know, every open door is not necessarily a god door, while it mm. can be a good door. And so I do lean into, you know, every invitation, every opportunity. And this it was a immediate yes.
0: For me, yes uh, it was. Yeah. I oh, was, like, was, quickly, no. was like too <laughs> No. I was just like, wait. She said yes. Oh my gosh!
1: Yeah, yeah it, it felt good. It felt right. So I am genuinely and sincerely honored. Well, to thank be you. On your
0: platform. Thank you. I mean, when I started doing this a month ago, just about a month ago, I prayed and was like, Lord, you know who needs to hear? You know who needs to speak? I need you to just really, just show me. And you were one of the first ones. And when you said yes so quick, I said, Do it, God. (laughs) Do your thing.
1: Yes. congratulations on your platform. Oh, thank you. Wow, my honor to be one of your first guests. Thank you. That's wonderful.
0: Thank you. Tell us about Soul Wealth. How did it get started?
1: Soul Wealth has been my life's journey. It's Mm. been an evolution. It's been an expansion. Soul Wealth was birthed in 2014, 2013, 2014, specifically when I was preparing to do a TED Talk on the power of sacred sisterhood. And while I was preparing for that, It came to me just like this. When women collaborate, when women connect, collaborate and create community, the result is soul wealth. And then third John came to me where God says to us that he desires that we prosper and be in health, even as our souls prosper. And that really was the seed that. Just got planted, it germinated, and now it's all these things. Soul wealth, by definition, is vision, compassion, authenticity, abundance, and legacy. First, in your life, you got to have those things in your life,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: then in the lives of others, because I wholeheartedly believe we cannot give away what we don't have. Yes. And so through the Soul Wealth Academy, I mentor women through those five tenets. You've got to have a vision first for yourself or without one, you're going to perish. You have to have compassion for yourself. If you don't have compassion for you, it's impossible to extend compassion to others. Then authenticity is next. Begin to peel away all of the layers that life has put on top of us to get you back to God's original intent. Who? are you? Why are you here? What are you born to do? And I believe that once you come into an awareness of who you be, the doing will automatically happen. It will happen organically. You won't have to feign being in a lane or a space because your gift makes room for you and brings you before greatness. I say to women all the time, you know, you have to trust the process, even when the process looks and feels as if it's going the other way. (laughs) And I share it that way because not one time, not once have I asked to be on anybody's platform. I Mm. haven't asked for a speaking engagement. The doors have come to me because I am in position. Why am I in position? Because years ago, probably 1999, I remember, I joined the church where I am now, Kingdom Worship Center in Towson, Maryland. Shout out, KWC and and Bishop. You know, but my Archbishop, Ralph Dennis, who was the senior pastor at the time, his son is now the senior pastor. He did this series on agreeing with God quickly, and it was coming out of the Amplified version. And that thing just latched on to me, wow. onto my soul, my spirit spirit, my mind, like agree with God quickly and good will come to you. And I just began to paint my life with that. Am I agreeing with God? If I am frustrated in any area of my life, you know what that means? I haven't completely agreed with God quickly in that space because Job 22 says, agree with God quickly, then you will have peace and good will come to you that's the formula agree with god quickly you're going to experience peace and good will come to you so my quick yes to you was my agreement with god it, it doesn't take a long it doesn't take as long as it used to god yeah. is this a door that you sent my way yes okay yes i'll do it what do you need from me i have peace and then good comes to me once you begin to live life authentically, peeling away the layers, now you are attracting your abundance. Mm. It's looking for you yeah. to overtake you yeah. in every area of your life. And that abundance unlocks the code to your legacy such that you don't have to die to have a legacy Amen. You can create it while you're living, live and enjoy some of your legacy, and then very intentionally establish one so that those coming behind you can benefit from it. So that is what soul wealth is by definition. You know, I have a whole Padre of soul wealth products: candles, scented shea butters, uh, room sprays.
0: Oh, I, I saw. My I gotta, room. I gotta get going. I'm behind. <laughs> <laughs> you're right on time, sis. So you're right on. <laughs>
1: and then my most recent book, which I released in August of 2019 was, is soul wealth, finding vision, compassion, authenticity, abundance, and legacy in the Mist of chaos took me three and a half years to write that book I released it on August 19 of 2019 and then the pandemic shut the world down in mm. March of 2020 so that's the chaos that my book preceded by just about six months wow and has just been a blessing so that's what I am walking out that is what soul wealth is I have the soul wealth radio show that airs daily you know and it's a way of being mm. it's a lifestyle is all of those things and you know some of those things. I believe in living a both and lifestyle, not either or. Mm-hmm. I believe that we can have it all. And so my example, my intention is to manifest that, demonstrate that and share that with other women.
0: Wow. We could stop there. <laughs> oh my goodness. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Thank you. Thank you. Why did it take you three years to write your last book?
1: Because I write in spurts Mm. and inspiration. Believe it or not, you know, I didn't grow up saying I wanted to be an author. Mm. Like serendipity is my word. I believe we all have a word that follows us. And for me, that word is serendipity. I worked at BET for 18 years and a part of my department was BET Books. So when I would be traveling around the country, you know, talking, meeting people, they would say, hey, can you tell me how I can connect with BET Books? I have a manuscript. I want to submit it to them. And I would say, just be in me. Give it to me. I'll take it in. I mean, I work with them. You know, I'll just walk it in and put it on their desk. And so after I had done that like 20 plus times, the publishing manager, when I walked up to her with a manuscript from someone else that I had met, she said, is that yours? Uh Uh-oh. This is in 2003, maybe. Wow. Is that yours? No, I was like, girl, stop playing. I'm just... (laughs) You get a blessing to people. I'm blessed to be a blessing. Mm-hmm. She was like, no, is that yours? I was like, no, it's not. Here you go. And I turned and I was walking away and she said, don't bring me another manuscript unless it's yours. Shout out to you, Kachayko Driggins. That's her name. Wow. She, and she was serious. I thought she was joking. So what did I do? Two weeks later, <laughs> I showed up with, you guessed it, somebody else's somebody, manuscript. Oh
0: my like my goodness. Here
1: you go. She said, is that yours? Maybe just like that. Is that yours? I was like, no. She was like, well, I'm not taking that until you bring me yours. I was like, oh, she's serious. And she was. So I turned and walked away and God said, you already have a manuscript. Just take the segments you've been doing on 71580 every day. And print them out. And I printed them out, put them together, put a binder clip on it. I said, girl, here you go. They loved it. Wow. They loved it. And I was like, oh, okay. And split that manuscript into two books. And I had a major publishing deal with BET Books, which was a partner, partnership of Simon and Schuster. It was an imprint of Simon and Schuster at the time. It was a major publishing deal. I oh. got an advance. Wow. They flew me all over the country, first class, picking me up, car service. Girl, I was like,
0: Look at God. Oh,
1: that's how we know <laughs> Wow.
0: Okay
1: you and so I got a, a deal for book one and two in the Ooh. midst of the second book being released they sold the imprint to Harlequin Harlequin gave me a contract for books three and four come on with an advance I was like yo <laughs> okay that's what we know what all right
0: Ooh, and, and
1: that is how you know I became an author mm. I say that because I've always loved to write not necessarily a journaler, but, you know, creative writing. I was just writing for me. I wasn't writing for anybody else. And I'm sharing that context and that backstory because it speaks to the serendipity, my word, of life. When you do what you love, God opens doors. Scripture says it this way, your gift, gifts will make room for you and bring you before greatness. You don't have to do anything, but just cultivate your gifts Whew. cultivate your gifts i'm saying that again for somebody cultivate your gifts. stop trying to be a perfect imitation of mm-hmm. somebody else amen. what are you called to do what are you gifted to do and when you really plug into your gifts amen it makes room for you and brings you before a great man my radio show is the same it's the same thing soul wealth radio show i wasn't thinking about that hmm. i wasn't listen when I graduated from Howard University, I wanted to be a flight attendant.
0: Uh-oh, really?
1: I wanted to travel the world, be a flight attendant. God was like, girl, go sit down somewhere. And, and now, looking back, that would not have been good for me. That would not have been good for Because I I probably just would have got out of hand. Mm-hmm. God knew that. God was like, no.
0: <laughs> Ain't that like him? He just yeah. knows. Woo-wee. Yeah,
1: that's not good for you. Go sit down somewhere. I'm going to take you the long way. Mm. I'm going to take you around the mountain, through the valley, through a marriage, through a divorce. Through My a God. Through foreclosure, through postpartum depression. Whew. Yeah, I'm going to take you the long way. Through adultery, through abortion. Yeah, I'm going to take you through a miscarriage. Yeah, you got to go the long way. So I share that testimony really quickly like that because every overnight success, the night was 20 years long. Whew. It's not, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. You had. That's why I opened up by saying you have to trust the process. Mm-hmm. And trust that you are where you're supposed to be, when you're supposed to be there. And just like a well-oiled machine, when you trust God, Mm. knowing that your steps are ordered, knowing that in Him you live, move, and have your being, Mm. you just be. Wow. So I'm living my life being.
0: Being. And
1: trying not to do too much.
0: Well, I have a question. Are your books connected in any way?
1: Not really. Well, I'm gonna say no. They, were, they are not intentionally connected, mm-hmm. say it that way. Mm-hmm. My first book was gems for the journey. My second book was more gems for the journey. My third book was addicted to counterfeit love. My we're fourth, coming back fourth.
0: to that one. I got a question for that one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know, so connected. No, only there, there's synergy there only because I wrote them. Mm-hmm. But there's not necessarily a thing. The theme if I had to choose one, it's inspiration, it's transformation, it's get the lesson and move on. Don't right. be stuck, Right. keep moving. This is a journey, you know, you're on your way somewhere and that somewhere is better and on your way to better, become better. So when you get to better, you can handle better. Right? I think a lot of times our blessings are delayed because we'll mismanage them. If, if we get them too soon and what, what trouble does, what struggle does, what the fire does is it creates in you a capacity where you learn how to manage opportunities, open doors. You learn how to manage those things with temperance and self-control. And you understand that, you know what, my life can change at any moment. Mm-hmm. Let me be grateful for this moment. Let me be fully present in this moment
0: this moment,
1: and live with gratitude, which is how I've been getting through this pandemic. Mm. You know, I discovered hiking serendipitously. My daughter was like, mom, let's go hiking. I'm like, girl, I'm not going out in the no <laughs> woods. <Girl>, I'm <laughs> a beach girl.
0: Okay. I saw hiking. I was going to ask you about that. So what do you like about hiking?
1: It likes me. Oh. God speaks to me. It's, keeping me active, keeping me fit.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: The lessons in nature are never ending. Mm. I can walk eight, 10 miles and not feel it. God is out there. God is out there. And every, even if I go to the same trail, it's different every time.
0: Every time. wow.
1: That's fascinating to me. It's safe. I can get some fresh air mm-hmm. because I am the follow the rules person. Mm. I haven't, you know, mask, hand washing, social distance, and no, you can't come over here. No, I'm not coming to your house. <laughs> you know, I've been that. I've been that girl. <laughs> me too. I'm not going to nobody's nothing. <laughs> Catch me in 2022. Mm-hmm. Dead serious, mm-hmm. you know. And. The things, though, that I have there have been some exceptions because I'm also a chaplain. Okay. so I I was called to serve quite a few families last year, officiating funerals, doing eulogies, you know, just supporting Mm -hmm. people. So when I have gone out, I'm just uber careful about it. Very discretionary Mm. about the spaces that I go in. Are you going to catch me a spring break in Miami right now? Uh. -uh.
0: Lord, help those babies.
1: I haven't even been on a plane and that speaks volume because I was on a plane several times a month for years, decades, up until March of 2020. So the places that I have gone, I've gotten in my car and drove, you know, because I know what that space is about. So, yeah, hiking's been good for me.
0: Nice. Nice. Well, let's take a little detour. Addicted to Counterfeit Love. When I saw that title, I said, mm, mm, (laughs) mm. That sounds like a good one. We as women get so caught up in counterfeit love. What an appropriate title. What are some of the most common reasons we fall for and how do we avoid them?
1: Woo, that's a loaded question.
0: Yes, ma'am. Dive in.
1: The way to avoid counterfeit relationships, counterfeit love is to love yourself. Come on. I'm going to start there. I have to start there. Because when you love yourself, you set the baseline for what you will or will not tolerate. So if you're being good to you, you're not going to tolerate someone showing up in your life who's not being good to you. And I don't mean, you know, being a gold digger or, you know, I'm with him for his money. I don't mean that kind of good. I mean, when you love you well, then the expectation is for anyone friendship or romantic to who comes into your life they have to at least match what you are giving yourself or exceed that so when you are loving yourself it's pretty difficult that's not to say you can't be bamboozled because we all can amen right? But for the most part, there is a baseline of what you will and will not tolerate. Conversely, if you're not loving yourself, if you're not taking care of yourself, and this was also a part of why I was hiking. Hiking was helping me take care of me. It was a way of me to show me love, right? Yeah. So I wasn't going to get caught up doing other things if it interrupted me showing me love right right um no I'm not not gonna go hiking to do something you want to do that's benefiting you and not benefiting me right if it's benefiting us it's a conversation but if it's one-sided it's not so self-love is the starting point well Vicki i haven't done a good job of that start now it's never too late yeah so you got to fill up your well of mm. love some examples of counterfeit love hmm. sex only relationship and interpreting sex as love and it's not. A man can have sex and hate you. A man can have sex with you and hate you. Sex for a man is physical. Sex for a woman is emotional. Come on. It is impossible. It's not possible because we're not wired that way.
0: That's right. It
1: is impossible for a woman to have sex and not have some emotional connection to the person she's having sex with.
0: It's impossible
1: because that's how we are wired. Another example, uh, one of the chapters in my book is entitled All all sugar daddies ain't sweet. (laughs) Wait. (laughs) I'm an old head. Like, I don't look it, but I'm an old head. I grew up in the 70s and 80s. And there were these candies called sugar babies and sugar
0: daddies.
1: With chocolate drops.
0: My Lord, you ain't by yourself. I was like, all, all sugar
1: daddies ain't sweet. And I've been blessed that I'm surrounded by men who love me. My dad, godfathers, pastors, brothers, uncles friends. And so I've had access to how a man thinks. And what I know is that you think you're getting over because you're with someone who's giving you money and who's paying bills and who's taking care of you. And that's cool. The one who's playing the music also gets to tell you when to dance. Whoa. Did you all get that? The one who's giving you the money also gets to tell you where you're going, where you're not going, when you're going to be here, how you're going to be, what's good, what's not good, Mm. that's counterfeit. Because partnership is different. Respectful partnership is different. There's mutual submission and respectful partnership. Mm. Um, Extreme possessiveness, domestic violence is another form of counterfeit love. Oh, he only acts that way because he loves me. No, he doesn't. He doesn't love himself. Mm. This is not to cast aspersion on anyone who is listening who may be in that situation. That's right. This is just to raise your awareness, to tell you that you have options, that you are never, ever, ever in a position where you have no option. You always have options.
0: That's right. Always always. And so
1: some women interpret violence as a form of love, mm. and it's not. It's mm. not. It's a form of selfishness, control and manipulation. But if you don't love yourself, you will take what, you know, cold 3-day old pizza is like fillet mignon to a hungry person. Amen. But if you eat a well-balanced diet and you eat well and you're careful about what you put into your body at mealtime and and someone comes to you with cold three-day-old pizza like don't you don't you know you want this you like you better get out of my face what is that Mm -hmm. trash Mm -hmm. so it's about filling yourself up right so that you don't have to just settle for anything ever and it also begs the question of personal responsibility Mm. how am i loving myself how am i showing up in the world and anyone that's not in alignment with that they can't be in my space not on purpose
0: not on purpose wow
1: and they even if they get in my space once I discover they're out of alignment with how I love me, and girl, I don't even know I'd be gone because mm-hmm. I don't make no announcement. Mm-hmm. I still love you. Still smile. The whole time I'm doing like the Matrix.
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: You know, because I I can love you from a, dis- you know, um, hate is a tremendous burden to bear. Amen. And I've learned that too. You know, the power of forgive. forgiveness is for me. It's not for the offender. Yeah,
0: that's very good. That's going to be out in my book one day. A chapter on forgiveness. Woo. Ooh, the lord has slow walked me through that the last mm, four years man forgiveness
1: Ooh. and can i offer some one more thing around forgiveness? absolutely unforgiveness is fertilized by
0: ego come on <laughs> come on and set us free doctor <laughs> come on and set us free as you
1: were saying what
0: Woo-wee.
1: you said we unforgiveness is fertilized by your ego. When you move your ego out of the way, ouch! When you move your ego out of the way, forgiveness can come through and set you free and set you. Forgiveness is for you, it is not for the offender. That's right, it's really not. And I have had my own experience mm-hmm. with unforgiveness. Listen, let me just keep it all the way real with y'all. Come on, because I don't look like what I've been through, I don't sound like what I've been through. That spirit. Of homicide has sat right here on my shoulder and was swinging his feet.
0: Did you say homicide? That's what
1: I said.
0: (laughs) Come on and keep it 100. It
1: won't go into detail, not in this conversation. Amen. I'm telling you. Amen. I, on multiple occasions, have been on the edge. Hmm. I have had to be talked off of ledges Hmm. because I was so blinded with rage Hmm. in certain situations. That's real. I have been betrayed by people that I've trusted mm-hmm. that people that I have allowed in my space, and my most intimate space.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, you could come in my closet in my bedroom space,
2: mm-hmm. you know,
1: some people you keep outside. Some people don't even get across the threshold. That's right. Some people, they got to stay in the foyer. Mm-hmm. Some people you let come in the kitchen and sit down. Mm-hmm. Other people, you know, if you let somebody come in your bedroom, and walk in your closet and look at your clothes Mm -hmm. y'all are close
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and so i've had deep betrayal and only god only god brought me back from that wow so that is that's the grounding that i'm talking about you know that's the self-love that i'm talking about that is christ being formed in me but first he had to break me down and then break me through and then break me open to a new normal That can't happen if you are in your ego talking about, well, they did this to me and they, yeah, I know. And so you just got to learn how to turn everything into a lesson. It's either a blessing or a lesson.
0: That's right. That's good. You talk about the power of sisterhood. Hmm. And that's one of my prayers, and one of the reasons why I know that God led me to this podcast, uh, Sister Conversations, praying that we would recognize the full potential of sisterhood, the idea that we're stronger together. What do you think holds us back from that revelation? And how do we dismantle the ideas and misconceptions that? We don't, we can't get along and we can't work together as women.
1: It goes back to Mm self-love. And I'm not talking about through the lens of ego. Mm
0: -hmm. I'm
1: talking about rooted and grounded in love. God love. This is the truth. If you're a woman and you have issues with women, it's not women. It's you. It's you. Yeah. Where are your wounds that need to be healed? That is my question. Where was I betrayed? Like, And then once you identify the wounds, you get to choose if you want to heal from them or not, or if you want to stay bitter.
0: Wow. That was profound. A choice.
1: It is. A, every moment we live at choice. Every wow. moment.
0: That's, a, that's every good. Moment,
1: every moment of your life, you live at choice. You can choose to go outside with a mask on. You can choose to go outside without a mask. Hello. Every moment we live at choice every moment. So where were you betrayed? Where were you hurt by a woman that is keeping you stuck? And if you are stuck, you are choosing to be stuck. That's what I had to learn. Yeah. You're mad, you're choosing to stay mad. And the people you're mad at have gone on, living their life, having a wonderful time. And you over here stuck in anger, suppressing it, which is now creating issues for you physically. Wow. Because disease, disease is the lack of ease and any emotional trauma, pain that is not processed because everything is energy. Anything that is not processed through and out of your body is energy that is stuck in your body and energy that is not conducive to well-being becomes physical ailments, whether that's high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, like Every single physical issue has an emotional and energetic root cause. Mm. You know, that feeling you get when you do something and you know you shouldn't do it and your stomach starts hurting. <sighs> that's energy. That that gut feeling, that's your intuition. Yeah. And how many times have we ignored that gut feeling? And then the thing we thought we knew, but convinced ourselves we didn't know, we discovered we actually did know it. Now you're upset. Now you're angry. Now you're resentful. You're all of these things because you haven't learned how to process the energy, which is the mandate of movement. Mm. You have to keep moving. Yeah. You have to move emotionally. You have to move mentally You have to move your body physically and you have to keep moving spiritually. If you don't and you become stagnant, stagnation is breeding ground for infection. If you don't deal with the infection, the infection festers. And at some point the infection gets beyond intervention. And when infection does that, it becomes terminal. And then it's too late. That's why there's stages of diseases. Oh, if you catch it early enough, we can do more for you. Oh, at this point, we've done all we can do. It's going to take a miracle. Choice. Choice. So I have decided and live that there's not a person on the planet who is worth me giving up heartbeats that I can never get back. You can't get time back and you can't get heartbeats back. I share often about a uh, Dr. Oz show that I just happened to be watching and he talked about heart disease and women. Mm-hmm. And he said, you know, the truth is this, we all are born with a certain number of heartbeats. Scientifically speaking, we are born with a certain number of heartbeats and barring any trauma or accident or other occurrence. If you live out the full scope of your heartbeats, you'll die from natural causes.
2: Hmm.
1: Right. I heard that. And then I heard, ah. Oh, so if I'm going to die from natural causes, that I don't have heartbeats to be giving up for stuff that don't really matter. Like, why am I giving my life force to this when in five minutes is not going to matter? That's good. When a week from now, it's not going to matter.
2: Mm-mm.
1: Is that really going to matter? Yeah. And, and that is just the wisdom that comes with maturity, with experience, mm-hmm. with suffering and not suffering anymore, with choosing life, with choosing blessings, with choosing flow and ease and grace. That's what I choose. Flow, ease, grace, and ultimately
0: peace. Flow, ease, grace, and ultimately peace. Peace.
1: That's the great peace in Psalm 119. Scripture says, great peace have they that love the law of God and nothing shall offend thee. This is the question. Can you imagine, just for a moment, Mm -hmm. imagine living your life totally unoffended, like nothing offended you. Well. How awesome would that be? How powerful Mm. would that feel? Mm -hmm. Nothing offends you. I'm not saying... You're not concerned about things, right? That you don't give attention to things, mm-hmm. but you're not offended by things. That's different.
0: Yeah, that's that choice. Because
1: offense will have you in your ego.
0: That's right. Ooh, Dr. Vicki Johnson. Ooh. <laughs> that's so good. Ooh, that's so good. Mm, chew on that. Wow. Okay. So you are a kidney donor how amazing is that it is so clearly you're a natural giver
1: yeah
0: I it's, am. it's very clear you are a natural giver you give encouragement you give wisdom you give advice of course you're a mentor what do you say to the women listening that have allowed giving to others to overshadow their self care your self-nurturing.
1: Pull back, mm. reflect, reassess, reposition. Mm-hmm. Boundaries. Boundaries. I've I've had my times of overgiving. Mm. And overgiving left me depleted and resentful. Yeah. And upset and mad.
0: Yeah, that's real.
1: So then I had to pull back, reassess, reflect, reposition. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I won't do that again because yeah. it left me depleted. Yeah. So one of the things that I say often is give from your overflow. And not your capacity. Your capacity is for you. Yeah. When you start digging down into your well to give, love, live, serve others. Mm -hmm. Now you're depleting yourself. Yeah. Which is ultimately going to leave you resentful. Yeah. So before I make a commitment now, I check Mm -hmm. in with myself. Like, do I have it? Do I have enough overflow?
0: That's honest. We as women, we are natural givers. We will give our last and sometimes that last is all we have. We've been surviving on the last and giving it away. is like when I give it away, what do I have left for me?
1: Right. So I don't do that.
0: Anymore. Amen. Hmm. Yeah, I'm learning that, especially as moms. Woo. I had to really learn how... It's okay to check in with me, even for my kids. Yeah, it is. It's okay to check in with myself to say, do I even have enough for my kids? Okay. So then I started thinking I did get on the plane the other week because I had to go and see my daughter. She's a dancer. And it reminds me of when the flight attendants, they talk about putting the oxygen on you first, and I always have to check in with that analogy first. If I'm depleted, I can't give to anybody else. Right. Because right. when I'm tired, I'm tired. I don't have anything to give. And so I'm so thankful that I'm at a place that wisdom is starting to really teach me. No, nope, you're on E. Check it. How you feeling? <laughs>
1: Check
0: it. Check it. How are you feeling? Yeah, because I have been places. And of course, you said like that resentment you, the whole time you're trying to give your give of yourself murmuring under your breath saying, God knows I'm exhausted. Lord, why in the world did I tell this girl that I was just not in the right place? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That
1: sucks. That's time you can't get back.
0: That's time you can't get back. No,
1: that's heartbeats mm-hmm. you can't get back.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Be sucky.
0: Yeah. And <laughs> be if honest. And be honest. And if this oh. pandemic has not taught us anything else, it has taught me that every moment is precious. Every, every moment. moment is precious. Every moment is precious. Yeah. Okay, let's take another detour. So you talk okay. about <laughs> You talk about um, the difference between, I saw this on your website and I said, Lord have mercy, contentment and complacency. Ah, man. Why are we, I think we get into complacency and we don't even know we're in complacency. True. Unpack that for me, Dr. Vicki.
1: Complacency is settling. Contentment is having done all. And now you're waiting on God to make the next. That's contentment. Contentment is filled with peace and clarity. Complacency is filled with hesitation, anxiety, and second guessing yourself. That's the difference really at the lowest common denominator. Like I can't break it down any further than that. Mm -hmm. When you're content, you have peace and you're clear and you're at a resting place. Complacency, there's hesitation. There's some anxiety, anxiety little frustration,
0: mm. and you're always on edge. That's the difference. Wow. That that right there is enough to really check yourself. Wow. Because it sounds very different. But it's a thin line right up in there.
1: It is a thin line. And the, the, the line, the line is truth. What's true? What's true? And what's not true? Hmm. Am I settling? What's true? Is there more? What's true? Did Am I doing something I don't really want to do? What is true? And when you can step into truth, that is where healing occurs. Hmm. That is when you up level your life. What's true. Do I need all these people around me? Do I need all these people liking my posts? Do I care what, do I really care? You know, I know we talk about, well, people pleasing this, but do I care? If you care, then examine, why do you care? Where do you need the validation, the affirmation, the acceptance? Where did, see, I'm going now. I'm going down a path of healing Mm -hmm. because I'm telling the truth. Right. It does matter to me what they think.
0: It does, yeah. That's
1: not right or wrong. That's your truth.
0: That's your truth.
1: And when you're in your truth, your ego won't trip you up. I don't care what they think. Yes, you do. Yeah. So for me, it has just been a practice of being in truth.
0: Being in truth.
1: What does that
0: mean? Hmm.
1: Am I treating him or her her him the way i want to be treated if i was in that situation was true yeah not judgment mm. what is true and i'm very very careful about not judging because i don't want that coming back to me yeah i don't want it coming back to my bloodline i don't want it coming back to my daughter even if it misses me i don't want it to hit <sighs> my daughter i don't want it to hit her children i don't even want it to hit my nieces and nephews ooh see everything attached to us Is connected to our choices, whether they are positive or negative. I'm sowing love. I'm sowing all this love because I want love not just coming back to me. I want love coming back in the direction of every single person that is connected to me, regardless of the relationship. And it's a a certain point in life. And this is ultimately what soul wealth is about.
2: Mm -hmm. Soul
1: wealth is ultimately about dying empty. I say that at the end of my show, live full so you can die in. Wow. Like that's about purpose. That's about intention. Yeah. That's about passion. Yes. That's about love. That's about doing the things that fill you up. So you have overflow mm-hmm. to give, live, love, and serve others. And then some days, some days since I don't have it. Yeah. Some days I don't have it. As yeah. much as I love to give, I don't have it. Mm-hmm. On those days, I don't judge it. I stay in my pajamas all day. There you go. I drink coffee, tea, eat ice cream,
0: cookies. What's your favorite ice cream?
1: What's typically around me is Come vanilla. On. Vanilla. <laughs> vanilla ice cream. I'm a chocolate girl. I'm a chocolate cake. Chocolate That's my favorite
0: cake. cake. cake yeah.
1: Chocolate Yeah. Cake. Give Ooh. me a piece of that. I'm in heaven. So That's it. on those days, you know, I might be in here just lay back. I don't answer my phone. I don't go on social media. I just don't have it. Some days I don't have it. Like, I know you calling and I know you probably want something, but I don't have nothing for you today. Mm -hmm. That because I'm in truth. Yes. What's true. Yes. And some days that's what's true. Yeah. Not too many, but some days. Yeah. That's what's true.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And the truth that we know.
1: (laughs) And the truth that you know and apply is what makes you free.
0: Yes. I have one more question. Who is the woman you admire most, past or present? And if you had the opportunity, what would you want to say to her that she doesn't already know?
1: Probably my mom, Mm
0: -hmm. my mother. What would you say to her that she doesn't already know?
1: That her strength is what gives me courage. Mm.
0: Yeah. That's beautiful.
1: Her Her strength gives me courage.
0: That's beautiful.
1: Mhm. Yeah. It does. She's come through some things, some experiences
2: mm-hmm.
1: is on the other side of them, you know. My mom was pouring into me when I didn't even know she was pouring into me and I'm talking about beyond just making sure I had clothes and food and got to school and all of those things. It's like God gave like I came through the right parent. You know what I mean?
0: Totally. Like she
1: needed to be my mother. Yeah. She was seeding S-E-E-D-I-N-G. She was seeding my gifts. I didn't even know she was doing that. Now when I look back, I'm like, wow, God, that's a trip. Do you know who Marianne Williamson is? Mm-hmm. She's an author. She's an amazing author. And she is the one who wrote this poem that Nelson Mandela quotes all the time. Mm. And he he often is credited for it, mm-hmm. but Marianne Williamson wrote it. Okay, and sure. she has this book called a return to love mm. a return to love i had the paperback okay that i got maybe in the late 90s my mother had the original hardback okay wow. that i just happened to find perusing her bookshelf so my mother was a wayne dyer marianne williamson unity daily word reading yeah mystic i am too and she got it from her mother wow my great-grandfather was a medicine man a real one both of my great-grandmothers were full-blooded native american indigenous blood ancestry in me is strong i'm named after one of my great-grandmothers victoria i'm vicky but one of my great-grandmothers victoria was a full-blooded cherokee indian woman wow my other great-grandmother missouri was a full-blooded Crete Indian. So then there's my grandmother. Then there's my mother. So if I go all the way back, it's all of those women. They're first in my line of admiration. But the woman and my mm-hmm. mom is still living. It, yeah, it's her.
0: Wow. Her Dude. strength
1: to be a mystic uh-huh. in the midst of Christians. Mm. Yeah, that that took some courage.
0: Wow. Before we say goodbye, I want to thank you because when I was in high school at the Duke Ellington School of the Arts, all right, there was a young lady. I'm not going to say her name. She and I were good friends and she attended the church you went to and I was going through a really bad situation and she knew about it and she brought me to you. Oh, yeah. This was years ago. (laughs) And you counseled, prayed me through that. Really? I promise you. And I just and I haven't and we talked on the phone and I went to college and I lost touch. And I just wanted to say whether you know it or not, you blessed me. You helped me. Thank you.
1: You're
0: welcome. Wow. I'm like, what? Yes, yes, yes. And so hence the reason why I kind of kept up with you, because I knew that it was God that brought you to me or brought me to you. Because without you and your prayers, I probably would have killed myself. Wow. Without a shadow of a doubt. And so 20 something years later. Thank you.
1: You are welcome.
0: And your, oh, wow. your, your ministry has been going for years. You didn't even know you were planning. You didn't even know you were sowing. You know you were watering. You didn't know you were saving. Talking about me. And you were. And so, thank you.
1: You're welcome. Thank you for sharing that. Wow. Hey, <laughs> I'm going to eat me some chocolate cake. Yes,
0: and you should. <laughs> knowing that this knucklehead some years ago, man... It was your prayers with mama and all of the rest of them. Thank you. I appreciate you. And I love you. Thank you for just, I mean, woo! It was, it was a dark time. Mm. It was a dark, dark time. And I could have even went left, went right. And you brought me center with godly counsel. And here I am today to say Amazing. thank you my You're sister welcome. you were oh, mentoring, you were mentoring and you didn't even know
1: <laughs> i really didn't i was just being trying oh yeah to figure it out but oh, now yeah. i don't do that i just yeah. allow
0: yeah you know? yeah
1: i live in the space of allowing yeah and trusting
0: yeah yeah you know,
1: that all will be well all as it will is. be
0: well yes and it is well
1: and this is so wonderful thank, thank you, you so much that. I appreciate
0: that. Yeah. Thank you for joining us today. You're welcome. I love you with the love of Christ. (laughs) 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 And I appreciate you sharing your wisdom, your expertise, who God has called you to be and all that you sow into people on the daily. It's not in vain. And people are listening. People are watching. People are acting, whether they tell you or not. We thank you. We love you. And praying that God, everything that you've poured into us is poured back into you a trillion times.
1: Thank you. I receive that. It is open,
0: God. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Sister Conversations with Ayanna Blake. Be sure to subscribe to our show in your favorite podcast app. And sign up for our email list at ayannablake.com. See you next week. And don't forget, bring a sister with you.